0: Welcome to the Keller Williams Realty Van Central Podcast. Real talk with real agents featuring Connie Buna
1: and Roland Kim. Hi, everybody. I'm Connie Buna.
0: And I'm Roland Kim. Welcome.
1: This is the Keller Williams Realty Van Central Podcast, and we're excited to talk with you today.
0: So how's 2022 finishing for you in the
1: business? 2022 feels, you know, when I look back through the rearview mirror, I feel happy, feel really proud of the way in which our team has navigated the very rapidly changing real estate landscape. I feel really proud of the way that our agents quickly maneuvered their business strategies, you know, doing things like, Really getting intentional and direct with the motivated clients that they were working with to ensure that they were giving timely and strategic advice so that they could continue to pursue whatever real estate investment they were either buying or selling. And I feel a little worn, tired. a little tired, <laughs> a little worn. It's been. A, it feels like it's. You know, there's been a lot of emotional up and down as well this year with interest rates rising as quickly as they did and the market turning. So abruptly.
0: So abruptly. What was it? Um, April, May. Like I,
1: February. I think February is when I really started to notice, and then Shift. you know the stats show March. But Cup. yeah, I mean by summer it was a very, very, very different place than the year prior. And on the positive side of things, I think in reflection, this year has been an amazing year for uh, reconnection. Mm-hmm getting back into face-to-face relationship and rapport both with our clients and and our realtors at the market center we had an incredible holiday event this year we had a huge turnout at mega camp in august keller williams mega camp in austin texas probably our largest group to mega camp and what a wonderful experience That is to really pour into yourself from a learning perspective and a networking perspective at such a massive scale.
0: You can really sense that people are ready to get back together and and mingle and and like old school is new school, right? Even with our clients Mm. for the relationship building, moving from being order takers back to being realtors.
1: Yes. I really, really like that shift. You know, there's been a lot of changes politically in our province and in our cities. Uh, We had a municipal election this year. We've just had a, a change of hands at the premier's office provincially with John Horgan stepping down and David Eby taking the seat as premier and almost immediately making some pretty impactful changes to our world Continued changes at the real estate level, um, in, just in terms of the the regulatory impacts to our business. You know, we're we're kind of firmly now aware and used to the oversight by the BCFSA and, um,
0: and the cooling off period
1: and the cooling off period, which <laughs> which will be implemented on the third of January.
0: Isn't it interesting? Um, A lot of the changes come often when government government created months and months after they would have had the biggest impact. Yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the cooling off period? And in your opinion, is it going to have an impact on the volume of sales and and people's ability to do a transaction or not?
1: So, I mean... Ultimately, I was just looking at the date. It it says January. Let's go with Jan 1 if I said said Jan 3. (laughs) That's that's actually my daughter's birthday. It's the first date in January I can think about. Um, But beginning in January, the cooling off period, mandatory three-day period where buyer has the opportunity to rescind their offer essentially with no real reason provided, although there is a fee to rescind. 0.25% of the purchase price is the rescission fee. So interesting timing for the rescission period and cooling off period in that it was announced in in you know I guess I I do have some some sympathy for the bureaucracy and that it operates slowly but it does feel like this um announcement came right in the midst of the downturn yeah, actively downturning and cooling market. And so unfortunately, I don't know that this is really going to have a big impact on most segments of our market. Most segments of our market are not moving in multiples at this point. At least that's my in my experience. And so I, I do think that this though presents a great opportunity to ensure, again, in the spirit of Realtors not being order takers, but rather realtors giving excellent real estate guidance and advice. I think the cooling off period is a great opportunity for us to make sure that we are doing our work to ensure our clients are well-informed and ready, willing, and able to buy or sell. I mean, if you're a seller, it's definitely prudent to be patient and not make impulsive decisions the moment that you have an accepted offer on your home. We've all had clients like that where, you know, (laughs) there's an accepted offer and all of a sudden they're out spending the equity before a firm deal is in place. And that's, uh, so that's, that's, we definitely are going to put the brakes on that piece. And then for buyers, I think, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing to have some time to really sit with your decision.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, but the cooling off period, if you were writing an offer like most of the offers are right now with conditions or Mm -hmm. subjects, you naturally obviously have time to do your due diligence and homework. Mm -hmm. It was more meant for instead of being able to go subject free and instantly firm.
1: That's right. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, I think, you know, in terms of the contract law implications, strictly speaking, if you were not moving forward on a contract, there needed to be a reason based in the subject conditions. In order to exit, whereas this is um, carte blanche, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: very good. And uh, federally, we're what we're establishing a two-year ban on foreign buying.
1: So federally, a two-year ban on foreign buying, and again, another one of those pieces where it felt to me, and and certainly I found the period of time through COVID, especially in the deep times where there was literally no movement of people, there were no flights. And the market was still booming locally. Mm. For me, it really drew attention to this, what I have always regarded to be a bit of a red herring in the conversation around affordability, that certainly in our region, there was a lot of blame on foreign money inflating the market. Mm -hmm. And I think it's safe to say that we've received a lot of data since, well, there has been a lot of data analyzed. And my understanding is that there's no data to support the assumption or position that our market is fueled by foreign buying. That is what is creating price escalation and scarcity of inventory. So my personal opinion on the ban on foreign buying is I think it's going to have more of a negative impact than a positive impact, it seems incongruent with the federal government's immigration targets. It remains to be seen, and we haven't read the fine details around the exemptions to the foreign buying policy, and whether or not uh, new immigrants or or folks with um, PRs in process will be exempt from this um, uh, from this ban. But it does seem to me a dichotomy that yeah. we're saying, you know, by twenty twenty seven, we want five hundred thousand more new Canadians, um, in our sure. cities and we're telling them that they can't buy homes when they arrive. I don't understand.
0: Yeah, no, I think you framed it perfectly. I think it's complete red herring that, um, has not been the cause of price escalation or home scarcity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I don't think, you know, that it's a negative sound bite for a political party. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it is what it is. I, uh, I don't think that's going to change. What do you see changing in 2023? What's the landscape for the real estate market looking like?
1: I think, you know, I I really feel like certainly, you know, the rapid pace of, you know, prime lending going from 0.25% in January (laughs) to... 4.25% today has been dramatic, right? So, you know, we're we're constantly having conversations with the amazing agents in our office about the ways in which we can stay in rapport with our clients and continue to add value. And one of the ways that I know that myself and and lots of other agents are are staying in contact is really just to reach out to people to say, hey, how you doing? Like this is a pretty volatile time, very stressful time, I think, for lots of folks. The counterbalance to the interest rate rise is that it does appear locally that our economies are very, very strong. Our job market remains very strong. Really, it's a sort of seller's market, so to speak, and the job market, if you're out looking for work right now, I think you have quite a lot of choice. And so I think from a from a landscape real estate landscape perspective next year is really going to be about finding motivated clients, making sure they're well educated and staying in relationship because I think that it's it's really going to be a nurture style environment where clients will need time to really digest what their real estate purchase or sales positions look like.
0: Totally. Yeah, no, I mean, if you look uh, year over year, we're substantially down on on volume of sales. And against the 10-year average, we're probably down about 30-40% less transactions. But um, I also feel kind of that we might be at the low point. And uh, I think that perhaps there might be another rate increase in January, but I'm kind of feeling that this is the high of mm-hmm. the watermark on, on rate increases. And so I do think 2023 is... Kind of the new beginning of a, of a more moderate, more balanced real estate market for Vancouver and, and also nationally. But if you look at Vancouver, the fundamental reasons why a realtor has a client in Vancouver, why someone moves here is still the same. It's an amazing place to be. Immigration's high. We're getting, you know, really still great jobs for the people. And so I think um, you're going to have a lot less often transactions and less transactions. And mm-hmm. so from a realtor's perspective, it's quite interesting when you look back, there's right now about as many sales transactions happening as there was in 2010. And in 2010, there was half as many realtors as there are today. Wow. So, you know, if a realtor's listening to this podcast and, and wants to make 2023 an amazing year for their for their business just like you know the trail of crumbs that you've just talked about where it's all about relationship it's in many ways migrating from being an order taker to being a farmer it's um you know, cultivating those relationships and being in there for the long term and really mm-hmm. offering value. Mm-hmm. I'm quite excited about that market coming back because I think it it certainly um, showcases the skills that we have and, and leans into the experience that we can offer our clients. And it's, I think for many people will be, you know, a moment of reflection. Do they increase their strong habits and get rid of, you know, possibly the habits that were covered up by a busy market? Mm -hmm. Or does the market pass them? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I think that um, I'm reflecting on the ways in which we as a leadership team at the Market Center at Central, are trying to reframe and redesign our training calendar for 2023 and I think a lot of it has to do with going back, as you were saying, to a bit of the basics. And going back, there have been many, many market cycles just like this. And a lot of the tried, tested, and true strategies for success in real estate business revolve around consistency and contact. So, you know, we need to get out of our own way, I think, a little bit in 2023 and embrace a system. Whatever the system is, obviously, we're proponents of KWRI, millionaire real estate agents, system of which there are a a variety, you know, their core system of, for example, the lead generation model, let's say. And the idea that you do need to be making a certain number of contacts every day in order to get the results that you need. And, And those metrics, those conversion rates shift and change as the market landscape is changing, so as as you mentioned previously, we'll be moving into a landscape with, and we are in it currently, where we have literally half the transactions happening. So that absolutely will impact your business planning and that impacts your numbers. It impacts the number of people that you need to have in your funnel at any given time because it impacts your conversion rate in that hot, hot market <laughs> You know, you might have had like a 100% closing rate, like one-to-one. You meet somebody, you close them, you meet somebody, you service them, and you help them buy or sell real estate. And that changes when the market landscape changes like it is today. And that ratio might be looking more like three or four-to-one. Yes. So for every four clients that you're in conversation with, only one may be choosing to buy or sell. And ultimately, our role as advisors is to help our clients make the best decisions for them. And so that's where the relationship piece really Mm -hmm. matters. And that's where the relationship piece is really going to differentiate you because you will take the time to actually learn about your clients, learn about what is their driving force and their motivation for this real estate conversation and then ultimately assist them in in assessing the landscape of the market to see if this is an opportune time.
0: We are on your team. Whether your team is you and your dog or a team of 10 real estate professionals, the Home Happy team is here to enhance your client's experience. We take care of the financing side of the real estate equation, reducing their stress through a team approach of experience, technology, and communication. Your client experiences a lot when buying a home. Make sure it's a great one they will remember by introducing them to Michael Lloyd and the Home Happy team for their mortgage needs. What new habits in your business did you apply this year that you are going to double down on in 2023?
1: Great question. Myself, personally, I've been very consistent with time blocking. So probably I would say my most successful year to date around honoring my time and my time commitments by putting important things in my calendar and protecting that. Do
0: you have a lot of vacant time around it? or
1: I do still have a lot of open time in my calendar. So I think it's important to have some open time and also... I think that sometimes open time allows me to stretch out a task <laughs> because a task will fill the time that you give it. So, so I would say, yeah, one of my bigger accomplishments is is the ways in which I'm I'm committing to using my calendar and I still have lots of work to do. What about yourself?
0: Um I've really found the success from writing out the night before in in just high level what tomorrow will look like. So a lot of that as a realtor, I think is, you know, designing and and drafting. Writing down the folks that you're gonna speak with tomorrow, the folks you wanna to continue to build your relationship with. Mm-hmm. And maybe some key tasks that you're gonna, you know, focus on and accomplish tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I notice the difference the few times where I don't do it because, yes. you know, you're out or or you just don't wanna get off the couch and, <laughs> and take those twenty minutes. And you get up the next day after you, you bring the kids to school and, and get on to your work routine, you quite easily can waste time. And in many ways, like waste the morning because you're, you don't know what to focus on. Absolutely. And so what's really turned the corner for me is having an accountability partner. So our growth coach at Man Central, Keller Williams, um, she's amazing. She started suggesting that we email each other mm-hmm. just a, a snapshot of the folks that we're going to call tomorrow and the key tasks. And so Siobhan keeps me loyal to that. And and we quickly send each other tomorrow's plan mm-hmm. the night before and I've seen the results in her business and it certainly is impacting mine it's always interesting that so much of the the powerful habit builders are so basic
1: yes and that's something that that we spend a lot of time talking about at the office and talking about at our at our market center is around mindset we have so many amazing trainers we have, I think at this point, probably one of the best productivity coaching programs available. Definitely. And we've recently gotten into a relationship with Sean Provence. Sorry, Sean, about if I've just ruined the pronunciation <laughs> of your name. Sounds good. I <laughs> went with it. At Flip Space. And, uh, and so he's partnering with our existing coach, Rick Prasad. And they are so much of uh, what Sean and Rick teach to, and certainly what Sean, I find Sean to be a very magnetic trainer. And he's got such an excellent delivery of you know what could seem like basic, but he gets into the mindset piece. And sometimes it's just that small tweak. You know, one of the things I'm I'm thinking about is, for example, like the tweak or mindset shift for for us when we're going into the office. Now, if you're looking at our outfits right now, those of you just listening to the podcast can't see our Roland and our pure Canadiana today, <laughs> wearing a jean shirt. He's wearing the Canadian checkers. But when we're not in our cash attire, we've really tried to dress more professionally in the office. And I think we've extended that out to also the core office staff. And it's just amazing how it actually does impact your mindset when you get up in the morning and you put your business attire on and you get ready to be a professional.
0: Yeah, I mean, another big change at the office that I think, you know, took three years in the making, but now it's running at, a, at such a high level is our client events program. Oh, amazing. So through the guidance of Siobhan, and we have an amazing realtor at the office in Diane that is continuing to make sure it gets better every year. We, we host six different events throughout the year, approximately one every two months that the realtors can kind of invest a small amount into. Mm-hmm. And then they're able to invite their clients to it. And I know yourself and myself, that's really how we built our business over the past 15 years is, um, you know, pouring into our clients and and leading with, with giving in the conversation. So rarely do we open up the conversation asking a client for a referral. Yes. And more often it's like, you know, are you able to come to our summer barbecue? We'd love to see you.
1: And so let's take a minute to talk a little bit about the events calendar because the events concept has is something that, uh, Roland, that you brought to the office based on what we were doing at a team level. And we thought, you know, Roland and I, uh, again, speaking to that mindset piece, we're both really in alignment on the idea of, um, of abundance and of sharing. And so we brought this concept to the Agent Leadership Council, the ALC, that's the board of directors at our market center. And that's comprised of uh, of leaders in the office, leading realtors and, and head turners, top production agents, and agents with amazing uh, culture to help us steward the direction of the market center. And so we brought this concept, is it now three years ago?
0: Might even be four, but so So
1: yeah. let's say four years ago, we brought this concept to the ALC as sort of a test case of this is what we're doing and what would it look like if we extended this and just scaled it so that agents in our office who wanted to participate could simply plug in and then invite their database of clients. So, you know, a great example is the annual pie giveaway. Now we've been <laughs> doing pie giveaways. Now this is, we've been doing this for like eight, More, maybe longer decade. years, long time. I, I simply cannot stress How amazing this pie event is. Like, first and foremost, I I literally don't know a single person who's like, no, don't give me a pie. (laughs) Because even if you personally don't eat pie, which I will withhold judgment, (laughs) and still you can bring that pie to somebody else. And so... So the concept is we host annual events we have six events every year marquee events that you know allow you an opportunity to reach out to your clients your allies and your sphere and invite them to attend. And what we know about lots of these events is sometimes it's not necessarily about the event itself. It's the conversations that lead up to the event. It's the opportunity to create some amazing content for your social media channels during the event and then the conversations after. And in the, it, specifically in my experience with the Pi event, I simply can't stress how impactful this has been. I have had clients whom I have been, you know, periodically reaching out to or haven't heard from in a little while. And they get my invitation to the pie event and they're like right back at me. Yeah. And and I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it.
0: It's very interesting when you look at the one of the sidebar but one of the amazing things with our brokerage is the technology so we have an amazing app that tracks whenever we um talk to a client or text them or email them and it's funny how many times like you're saying I can look at it and see that I've reached out effectively to you know maintain the relationship with someone and it was the pie that triggers them totally. every year.
1: Yes and I love that and you know people are busy so you know for anyone listening that might be going oh my gosh I feel so Bad for not responding. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. Totally. Don't mind. And also love getting a reply. Like it just feels, it feels great. And I feel like I've touched something that matters to them and that they actually appreciate. And so for me, what I, that's translated to me also in, you know, if they weren't able to actually make the in-person event, they weren't able to drop in and and grab a pie. I, you know, I spent like, I don't know, a solid week last week with, uh, with coolers in my car Delivering as many pies as I could. It's always a a little bit of a challenge for my awesome clients that live in stratas. It's hard to get to your front door mm-hmm. to uh, to deliver those pies, but. Um, for lots of folks where I had the opportunity to actually bring it to the doorstep like it's just a I derive a considerable amount of pleasure from giving. And so it's a real win-win as a business person to find a place that it really that resonates with you personally and resonates with your core values in the spirit of generosity it's a no strings attached gift and it's also an amazing layer from a marketing perspective and from a business branding perspective. you know, I know for many years, we would get our own branded stickers for our pie boxes. And there are a variety of ways that you can customize the experience for your own clients. But the, the client events model is, is one of those uh, value ads that it's really hard to put a dollar value associated with. We could talk about hard costs. You know, it's thousands of dollars as an independent realtor to host any event from the most basic of holiday drop-in events to something more elaborate like having having a pie or a gift that you're giving someone. It's thousands of dollars to do that on your own. So the opportunity to scale that. And the other component of scale that I think is quite impactful is that when we're doing these events in collaboration, when your client is coming to pick up their pie, they're seeing the buzz and the activity. And I think that that is also, there's an energy to that and an excitement Mm -hmm. that can also be of great benefit to the realtor.
0: So I thought, I think you did a really good job there of bringing up that huge benefit of a bricks and mortar experience (laughs) as a realtor. Mm. Um, What are some of the other differences and values of a brick and mortar experience? Because we've had a big shift in the last three, four, five years where there's been this mindset of you don't need you know, bricks and mortar anymore. You don't need a place to go and then COVID hit. Obviously, we had to do business virtually from our couch and our house. So tell me a bit more about what you think the value from bricks and mortar is in our business.
1: Yeah, that's an awesome question. I know for myself personally, I am an extrovert, I am a people person. I'm also I I I come from a like a corporate sales background. I have always enjoyed the experience of, quote unquote, going to the office. I have a home office. I work from my home office periodically, but I absolutely love going into the office, seeing my colleagues. I love the water cooler conversations. I've had awesome conversations with colleagues. I've had opportunities present themselves Mm -hmm. because you're in conversation with somebody and, you know, all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I, I my client look, is looking for something like that. What's coming out? And all of a sudden you're in the midst of potentially putting together a, an opportunity for your clients before it goes to market or something of that nature. I've shared referrals yes. because someone is front of mind because they're in front of you and you're in rapport and you're getting to know them. And so I love uh, the concept of brick and mortar. I find that The online platforms, while convenient, for me lack the connection piece. Mm -hmm. And so I do feel like it was an interesting observation through COVID to see like commercial vacancy like really retract. Mm -hmm. People, people just running and fleeing from the downtown. And it has it has come back with alacrity.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, if they're honest with themselves, is uh, accountability is often the difference between them succeeding yeah. to the level they want or not. And for many folks, that comes by you know, rubbing elbows with other folks and kind of seeing the best practices and also sharing what your goals are. And, and like you said, front of mind, I think, is framed so well where if you had to name the 170 agents in our office, I couldn't name them all. However, when I see them, I know who they are.
1: Absolutely. Yes. I mean, it's it It makes me think about, you know, how much, you know, we had an amazing holiday party this year, like probably one of our very best. It was awesome. Uh, you know, like 120 plus people and everyone was so joyful. We had our partners from the island came over and brought their spouses and got a hotel room for the night. Like it was just such a wonderful event. And and connecting in person, it's a reminder to all of us on how important it is to stay in connection with your allied partners, with your community, with your sphere. And those things, there's magic that happens when you have good culture and good synergies at an office. I think that that's a huge draw for lots of realtors. They want to know, you know, what's the vibe? What's the culture like? And I'm, I'm really proud of, you know, you can talk a lot about we have a great culture and it's a whole other thing to come and and participate and, and have that experience yourself.
0: Definitely. I mean, I think experiencing it is powerful. A lot of people claim that they have it. And um, as we finish this podcast, um, yeah, I think of so many things we've done this year that have really brought us together. Amazing. And it's a great place to meet well-aligned folks.
1: Absolutely. Obviously, this entire podcast is a plug for our incredible market center and office located at uh, Fraser and 24th in East Vancouver. And if you're interested in learning more about how to either take your existing business to the next level, learn new strategies on hiring, learn how to run a profitable and successful and consistent business, we're always looking to have conversations with you if you're if you're new or thinking about getting into real estate. We have an incredible training program that can help you onboard, get into the right habits and the right strategies for success in this business. And at this point, we are six years into the term of our life at the brokerage at the brokerage, and I feel we have such an amazing menu of options it's it's really there's a diversity of ways in which different realtors with different business strategies can benefit from what we offer but it never hurts to have a conversation and so if this is something that's resonating with you right now please reach out to us Connie or Roland directly or reach out to Siobhan at the office and we'd be delighted to have a conversation with you
0: thanks everyone
1: thanks everybody